temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. All right, it's Evan and Tiki on the fan. Evan, off enjoying a little weekend getaway. Really? It's not a getaway. I want to talk to David Stearns. Yeah, but y'all see now, Tiki, you're going to walk me out. I don't want to bash Evan here. <laughs> that is not why Evan has gone down to Florida. That's true. That's he has point. family down there. He's doing a weekend getaway seeing family. But in typical Evan fashion. Making an excuse to go see the Mets. Think about this. So he <laughs> says that his sister lives in Florida. He doesn't say his sister lives in Florida. Yeah. Okay. So she comes up at times, he goes down there. He says at least once a year he gets down there with his family to see his sister. Now, Tiki, <laughs> I understand in our business you don't go away during football season. Mm-hmm. I mean, you travel every week. That's, you know, a bread and butter. It's right. a moneymaker. You have an entire summer with things to do. Yet Evan manages to pick this time of year. By the way, he already was in Florida two weeks ago. He was in Florida <laughs> That's right. at the end of December. Why do you think he picked this time of year? Because of Mets spring training in Port St. Lucie? He denies it. So he manages to go this time of year. Now he's getting a meeting with David Stearns he talked about yesterday on the air. It's just amazing. Evan knows how to play the game, man. He knows how to play the game. He's been doing it for so long. He's What what is it, 17 years? But it's not the radio game. He knows how to play the family game. Sells his wife and the kids on this is the weekend we Uh need to go to Florida. Now somehow is meeting at Port St. Lucie with the Mets. He knew the Mets were down there. Why do you think he's not going? And he blames the heat. Give me a break. It, it's not 107 degrees out in Jan. And yeah, June. let's let's go see Tia Roberts. Of I don't course. think her last name is Roberts. Oh, let's married. score games and go shad. <laughs> he's just a man child. I think he just wants to try to get away with stuff. Like we were talking about next week, we're going to the Nets game. And Teak, by the way, Teak, this was a big discussion in the Lugauer household last night. Teak, he had to ask his wife if he can go to Tuesday. My wife loved that. She goes, that's so awesome that he did that. I go, yeah, but he's like the all-time leading rusher for the Giants. He can do whatever the hell he wants. No, so we no a, I can't. No, I know, I know. So we had a chuckle about that. He's one I, of us. I think Evan likes the sneakiness of sort of pulling the wool over everyone's eyes, if that makes any sense. It's like that that whimsical little kid, like, yeah. I'm getting away with it. I'm going right. to see baseball. He gets pleasure at a scheme. Right. And ridiculous scheme. Right, yes. But it's just, yeah, it's so perfect. It's just so Evan, so he's going down there. By the way, I am aware... I, I have heard the messages. I've seen the newsroom. I'm aware I sound nasally today, Tiki. Mm. I am not sick. I live with a two-year-old and a four-year-old. That's called life. Uh, okay? Uh, I have given you birth. You need some neosinephrine? 
Right. Yeah. I, whatever. Now I got tea. I've given birth to two petri dishes. Well, I, I, got I, some, I got something for you. What do you got? In the next break. You okay. won't be nasally when you come back from the next break. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I have no cat and the dog race. <laughs> exactly. Got, what is that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> Where is that from? <laughs> Did I say that on this show or a previous show? Okay. Yeah. I have no cat and the dog race. You said it on the show. No cat and dog race? No dog in the fight, I think I meant. That's oh, what you oh, meant. Oh, 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 oh. You just got lost in your thoughts. How ridiculous is that? All right. <laughs> How could that ever happen, Sean? But, <laughs> I mean, What's the thing in French? The Louvre? Hanging in the Louvre. I know now. There it is. Uh, we have Connor Hughes audio. So there, if you heard us at the top of the hour, we were talking about whether the Giants will trade up for a quarterback. And there's an aggregate account that, uh, what's his stupid name? Dove Kleiman? <laughs> That's the name. <laughs> Dove Kleiman. Dove Kleiman said that. Connor Hughes said the Giants are actively trying to or whatever. Mm -hmm. The worst-kept secret at the Combine is that the Giants are trading up for a quarterback. Yeah, and Lou Gower contacted Connor. Connor said, it's not what I said. I said they're willing to. There is audio there that, yeah, he said willing to, but there's a little more to that, which certainly makes it sound like you're reporting the Giants are very much into doing this with And this is Connor. There's no denying. This is Connor with a microphone, SNY flag. So we will evaluate Connor. All right, here, let's hear it. The worst-kept secret of the NFL Combine might not just be the Giants' desire to select a quarterback in the upcoming NFL draft, but their willingness to trade up to go get a quarterback in this year's draft. Mm. Uh, The problem, though, is just is there going to be one for them to go up there and take? Caleb Williams, uh, there were some rumors and rumblings that the Bears might either trade the number one selection or stick with Justin Fields. It doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. He's going number one overall. That leaves Drake May and Jaden Daniels. Well, Washington selecting two. They need a quarterback. New England selecting three. They need a quarterback. If it goes quarterback, quarterback, quarterback in the NFL draft. Will the Giants trade up or select Bo Nix? Would they take Michael Penix considering his injury history? I don't necessarily know. So while the Giants want a quarterback, they seem like they want to find the replacement for Daniel Jones. That player might not be there this year. So what will they do? Pivot. That's exactly what Joe Shane is going to do. And the position will probably pivot to receiver. The player to keep an eye on, Malik Neighbors, the receiver out of LSU. He would give the Giants their first number one receiver, a true number one receiver in quite some time. Hmm. By the way, I'm more in favor of that than O-line if they can't get a quarterback. I think that's right. I think it's going to be wide receiver and then O-line. Because you see so many of these true number one wide receivers now it feels like you need one of those to win obviously the Chiefs being the outlier because they have Patrick Mahomes I have no issue if you suddenly get a real dog number one wide receiver and then you keep an high and one down developing then you have some framework in there when you do take a quarterback here's the here's the other issue with drafting offensive linemen high in the draft they better play right away Right. They better and play they, really good right away. Exactly. They better be good and they better play right away. It's different than a quarterback. When you take a quarterback high, you kind of expect some growing pains. Now, every now and then you get a CJ Stroud like the Houston Texans did, who wins rookie of the year and he looks like he's a top ten quarterback already. But quarterbacks, you you kind of want to give some leeway. Right. If they if they stink for a little bit, it's all right, man. You're a rookie. It's, it's a lot going on. There's a lot you got to process. But an offensive lineman, it's almost like you played big time football because I'm assuming most of the linemen are either Notre Dame, you know, Ohio State, right, Georgia, big, big Ten guys, Alabama. Right. Like they're the guys that play big time uh, in big time programs. Take the step in the NFL and be great right away. Otherwise, why are you getting drafted in the top 15? And so I think linemen are harder to draft in the top 10 because they, if they bust, it screws everybody. Well, and not like, only that, like like Evan Neal. You know what I mean? So I think exactly I think it. a wide receiver is gets a little bit more leeway. And and their athleticism usually translates, even if it's not 
like immediate right away Justin Jefferson or, or Jamar Chase. They type. may not get the full route tree. Christian Watson that. is the perfect example. Early in his season with the with Aaron Rodgers out in Green Bay, he was frustrating. He he dropped some balls, missed some missed some assignments. Aaron Rodgers got on him. By the end of that season, he was pretty damn good. And so he and it's and it's done nothing but accelerate in the in the subsequent two seasons. So I think that I think that wide receiver is easiest to draft because those guys can play right away. Uh, quarterback is next hardest, but wide, uh, linemen are really hard because they better be good right away. And what do we say all the time about Andrew Thomas? He was not good his first year, specifically yes. the first half of the first right. year. And we saw him take off. Now he's one of the best left tackles prof- professional football has to offer, professional football. Mm-hmm. And because Evan Neal struggled in year one, everybody pointed to Andrew Thomas, but he didn't take that step. So if you struggle in year one and take a big swing top 10 in the offensive line, we're more prone to, like, Tiki, we might give you the leeway, but it might be mistake leeway. And next thing you know, you've wasted two years by doing that with a pick. I'm not down to do another offensive lineman in the top 10. I'm tired of doing that with the resource. I'd rather go free agency. Now, the argument against wide receiver, by the way, if it's not quarterback, I want it to be wide receiver, is this draft specifically, and I, I, I won't bore you with all the names. It feels like you can get true, like, number one wide receiver potential even in round two. So while the sexy names are up there, we know the big three that are up top, is that kind of a misuse of a resource if you can get a similar guy when you have two second-round picks? Um, yes and no, because I'm just looking at the big board now, like the all the wide receivers. And you talked about the you, – you mentioned them, even though you didn't say their names. Marvin Harrison, Malik Neighbors, and Ndunze. Yeah. Um, Keon Coleman from Florida State. But once you get – like in the second round tier guys, it's guys like Lad McConkey from Georgia, who's I'm just I'm just based on where they're ranked. That last it's, name will be loved by Giant right, fans, but I don't think it's related. But it's still like, it, I, do I like him as a college player? Yeah, is he going to translate and become Cooper Cup? I'm just just a white guy to white guy comparison. I shouldn't do that. Look but at I'm just, you just saying it. But is he going to translate into that guy? I don't know. Right, Xavier Worthy from Texas. I don't think so. And so you're right. Those top three wide receivers probably are the top three players in the draft. Exactly. That's exactly right. Because of the best athletes, Marvin Harrison is probably the, he's got the pedigree, meaning genetics. He's got the, the, the college pedigree as well, playing at Ohio State, big time football. And he's a super athlete. Got all the intangibles that you would want. So to me, if you're going to take a wide receiver, yeah, you could sit and take one in the second or third round and get one of these steals potentially. But give me the guy that, especially because it's an area of need that the Giants have desired for so long. Right. I mean, well, it's been forever. And, and What's the last big, Beckham. great wide receiver? Beckham. Big, big. Beckham's not big. I'm talking All about right. go win 50-50 balls. Go run down the field. Well, that they drafted? Or just had. Plaxico. Plax. Right. So think uh, about that. Hakeem Nix. Oh, and yeah, Hakeem yeah. Nix is right. Hakeem and they did draft him in the first round. Right. So, Hakeem Nix. Think about it. That's the last time. It's been a while. You're right. And and by the way, again, I, I, I don't want everybody screaming in their car if you're pro quarterback. What the Giants can't do, you have, there's a threading of the needle here. It's not being scared. If you don't believe in said quarterback, if the top two or three are off the board, you don't force something because that's a quicker way to get you fired right. if you don't believe in the guy. But if you're kicking a can down the road and hoping that whatever, maybe next year Quinn Ewers blows up and you trade up, something like that, if you can have everything in place and then take off like the Steelers did year one with Ben Roethlisberger Mm -hmm. because the team was built the right way, if the Giants do that at wide receiver, to me, if it's not quarterback, they can't afford to have a top six pick and it not be used, in my opinion, on the best player. 
and the best player probably is a wide receiver. would be a wide receiver based on all of that. Now, the other thing besides wide receiver, you mentioned this very briefly, is Brock Bowers, the tight end out of Georgia, <laughs> who's like an old tight, the idea of a tight end scares me to death. Right. But he's a legit player. Part of the reason I was down on that is you just traded for Darren Waller. If you did not hear this, it was reported Ryan Dunleavy, New York Post, Darren Waller, I guess, had told the Giants he was considering retirement, mm. and he has had a second change of thought, and that's why he is not going to be a cap casualty. He's not going to be cut, but it feels like he has one foot out the door to retirement. Now, Tiki, I ask you, as somebody yeah. who had made up their mind to retire, right. can you truly be all in if you were that close to retirement? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so that's can. not a work. Now, it's well, it was different for me. Because I was here, like it was. This was my my forever team. It wasn't like I was coming in somewhere else. I had to prove it. I knew what it took. I knew that I knew the organization. I knew the staff. But I mean, I almost retired after '05. I think I've told you the story. Maybe I haven't. At least not on this show. In '05, that was the year of our owners, both Wellington and Bob Tiss. They both were sick. We knew that they would likely pass away that season. And it, and Tom Coughlin said it from the very first meeting in training camp. We are the team of record for Wellington Mara and Bob Tish. Now, this is unusual, but I was very close with both of them, right? Wellington was obviously right. Wellington, and Bob Tish lived in the at the Regency in Manhattan on Park Avenue. I lived on Seventy Second Street. You were close. Like we, he would pick me up and we go hang. Like we go do stuff. Here's a seventy something year old man. I'm a twenty five year old, twenty six year old kid from Virginia, and we just had this amazing bond, and so. 2005 was my best year, 1,800-and-something yards rushing and 500-something yards receiving um, for a reason because I took that seriously. And when they both passed away and then we lose in the playoffs, remember we went to the, we had the playoffs, the home game, yeah, wild Carolina. card against Carolina. Like I, I don't want to say I was depressed, but it was one of the worst moments of my career. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I almost retired that off. Like, okay, like, so it wasn't like, like your thought in the season. It was no. right after the season. And so the next year, I said, I'll give it one more season. And so I played one more year in 06. And I had a pretty good year in 06. Went to the playoffs, and even though we were only 8-8, eight and eight, uh, we went to the playoffs and ended up into my career against the Eagles. But you can have great seasons, but it's got to, it's got to like, mean something. And, and the challenge with Darren Waller is I don't know what it means for him yeah. to give it to the Giants. Well, that's, right. what I, that's what I was going to say, because he's not a lifetime John. This is his third team. Now, this mm-hmm. was his father's team, so maybe there is some importance right. there. However, I, look, I don't want to do a one plus one equals two. He very clearly got involved in this offseason with his rap career, which right. good for him. Like, whether you think I mean, it's look, good rap, York, bad rap. And you're in New York. Take, take advantage. Take advantage. I did it. That's why I'm sitting here. My worry is he didn't get as positive reaction to the rap career as he wanted, and he <laughs> wants to spend another year building up his reputation here in New York. Like, is he just using the job? Now, by the way, you could use a team and they could use you back if you I mean, end up being awesome. Then dude, if, he's, the team. if he's great, then who cares? I, I agree. If he's I Darren just, Waller that's healthy that we saw three seasons ago that was one of the best tight ends in football and you could use him wherever you wanted, line up at X, line up at tight end. But line that's up at, what it's got to be. If it's not that. But if, he's, if he comes and maybe he's you not worry pushing. worry about his motivation, right? right? Maybe he's not pushing through injuries or anything. I just worry about his motive. If he's just here, basically, let me keep making the money, paying for my studio time. It, that just worries me a little bit. Yeah, motivation, focus. Now, look, if they draft a number one wide receiver, Jalen Hyatt takes that next step, and Waller's more of your third or fourth option, Saquon's back, that's fine. But if he's like their number one option and his focus and motivation is not there, right. they're going to have another bad offense. So you're bringing this up as a potential drafting of Brock Bowers. Well, I would just say this. 
I'm not pounding the table for Brock Bowers at six. There's a, clearly a million different ways the Giants could go. I now no longer am fully anti the idea of a tight end of that caliber, knowing that I've basically been told by right. Darren Waller, this probably is it. Yeah, here's the here's the thing, though. I'm not gonna, no offense to Jet fans, I'm not going to be a Jet fan that closes my eyes and pretends that Aaron Rodgers wasn't half retired, and I think I'm going right. to have four more years of him. Right, but here's, here's the thing. Brock Bowers is probably Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. He's probably that guy. But, okay. But what were the beauty of Travis Kelsey, George Kittle? They weren't first-round picks and the value you got. <laughs> True. You know what I mean? Now, again, the, the caliber right. player represents but, a first-round player. It, but doesn't the the creation of the, of that prototype, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, right. and some of the others that came before them, but those are the ones that are Gronk, Kronk, right, right. Gronk et cetera, doesn't the prototype, the creation of that prototype, make him now a first-round Option, okay. right? Because if he is look, I know you've seen him play in, in college because you we did national shows, yeah. So we've seen college a lot of college of football. He's unbelievable. He's the best player okay. on that team. Yes, Tiki, but here's what worries me. I've we've talked about the evolution of tight ends forever. <laughs> we had that draft a few years ago. By the way, the Giants dipped their toes, drafted Evan Ingram. I thought OJ Howard was going to be that coming out of <laughs> Alabama. And my fear about the Giants at six is you can't miss. By the way, Evan Ingram is that in Jacksonville. I'm just saying. Okay, fine. I'm just saying. I'm but that was saying. the Najoku, Evan Engram, OJ <laughs> Howard ended up not becoming. Yeah. You know, it's. He went to the wrong. Place. Put it this way. You, if you whiff on quarter, and no matter what, what we've learned is if you whiff on your first round pick, there's a really good chance it sets your organization back in some way, shape, or form. If you already have a really good quarterback in place, an awesome elite quarterback, you know, it absolves some of the whiffing on on, right. on the first round I picks. I think about Green Bay. I mean, they whiffed on their first round pick. Right. They, I mean, even though he's turning out to be good now, but for the all intents and purposes, for three seasons, he didn't do anything. Right. Like the idea of Flowers, Eli Apple, even Evan Ingram, like all those picks have hurt the Giants. I live with, if you whiff on a quarterback, you took your shot. If you whiff and spent that pick on a tight end, <laughs> that to me is like, whew. Right. That's why he's got to be outside the top 10. That's, yeah. That's why he's got to be like 15. I think right. that's where he's projected. Right. And then you feel better about taking him. Right. All right. Joe in Chatham, New Jersey. Joe, what's up? What's up, Joe? Uh it was a great breakdown today, as always, guys. I have to say, this prior thing you were saying, I hate to take Evan's side on anything, but, you know, most of us set up our, uh, our work tri- trips, and then we slip off and do all kinds of family and personal things. But here, Evan, I think, setting up a personal trip in order to go work. Now, I know we said, well, Evan, Evan's work is his play, right. but, you know, everyone is actually delivering value to, to, to WFAN readers by, like, uh, listeners by, like, telling us how, what a great brother he is and how much he loves his sister. He will deliver value if he actually delivers on the... Well, I mean, if he, if, he makes, if he makes the man from Milwaukee, I implored him not to call... Uh, David Stearns that to his face. You can't. You just cannot because he'll get it. He'll know what you're talking about and it won't go across well. But if he is to deliver David Stearns as a quote-unquote friend to WFAN, a friend to Evan and Tiki, then the trip is worth it. It is absolutely worth it. I agree. 100%. And by the way, he should be doing that and all of that, but it's just the ironic part of it is David Stearns is about to spend what? Five, six months here in Queens, uh, short, you know, what, 10 miles from our studio. Mm-hmm. Evan goes to 800 Met games a year. <laughs> Evan could absolutely call the Mets and say, hey, I really like to get to know David. Let me sit down with him in his office <laughs> before, you know, right. before a show. I don't, we, I don't go home after work anyways. Right. I, I usually go to games. So how about I just come hang out? For come hang out. You know what? Yankees are playing a day game. We're not on the air. Let me come by. Whatever. 
Evan has all summer to do that. Yep. <laughs> Evan wants to go. He's like me outside of TGI Fridays when the sizzling fajitas come by. <laughs> he wants to be in Florida around where that's only where baseball's happening is Florida, Arizona. He wants the sights, the smells. And he hit it behind telling his sister, this looks like a good weekend to come down. Mm-hmm. Tells his wife and kids, this is a good weekend to go down to Florida. It's all a scam. Evan is always <laughs> playing chess. He's not playing checkers. My Mets Bible, April 2nd. You can pre-order now on Amazon. Right. Evan scores everything. Tiki brought this up to me that I didn't even realize, and I've known Evan forever. Evan writes everything down. He's not only scoring Met games, he's scoring our lives. Yes, he is. He writes everything down. 100%. He's always planning, big picture, scheming how he can be whimsical. Yes, Whip out the jumbo right. package. He, well, he's I, give him preparation because he's always prepared. And that, by the way, when you're prepared, that means opportunities come easier. Uh-huh. And, and by the way, a little inside Evan here because Tommy's known him way longer I've known Evan from working in the building for 13 years and, like, filled in on stuff, but not to the extent of day-to-day. And, Tiki, you've gotten inside Evan's brain a little bit. And I think you – we've learned from Tommy more than anything. Little things, little subtleties, like the idea of going to a game with Evan. If it's something where it's not one of his teams, like we've had certain stuff come up, it's always about when his teams are playing and who they're playing. Like, there's some stuff we're working on behind the scenes. Evan came back to us with, like, two dates. Why? Because it didn't interfere with a net game or a net game. <laughs> yep. Where the rest of right. us would be worried about, do I have a wedding to go to or something right. like that? Or you guys want to come to a Nick game. It's a net Nick game. Right. Of right. course. Like, what are we talking I, there's, And by the way, bless his heart, there is no better scheme artist on planet Earth right. than Evan Roberts. No doubt. All right. Ira in the Bronx. Ira, what's going on? What's up, Ira? How you doing? We're good. Uh, I just want to let you know, since we're on this topic, Evan's going to spray paint his beard, <laughs> and who's going to see it? We're all going to, I mean, we're going to see it. So that he doesn't care about that. Right. Well, I mean, you have SNY up there, Ira, in the Bronx? Yes, but that's only two hours that somebody on TV is going to see him. <laughs> he doesn't have to go out in the street with it. No, he, he goes to games. He's gonna. He's he. He's not. He's not changing it. He's gonna wash it off when he gets home. Including Tuesday night, our hungerthon winner. Is, right. He's gonna see that. And also, he, Ira. Ira, you're missing kind of the. the he's gonna go part to, of this. He's gonna go to all of his regular stuff. Yeah. He's got a book coming out. Right, that's exactly it. Ira, Ira, I think that you're missing something too. This was in addition to what we're getting out. The big part of Evan getting out of the beard is he's going to have to do quite a few days at the end of the month, including attend to opening day and a couple book tour stops. With half of his face completely shaven. <laughs> I am a clown. Like, do you realize that? You know how ridiculous I, he's going to look? I understand that, but would he let you out of that bet if you lost? Well, Ira, well, yeah. I wouldn't make the and, bet. And yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't make dumb bets. Well, that, I wouldn't proclaim because Pete Alonzo is sitting at a Rangers game that he's going to sign and be here forever. Now, the original bet was his hair. Right. And that was just in protest protest against the Mets for not extending his and a lot of other Met fans' favorite player, Pete Alonzo. Hi, SNY. Uh, uh, and so he started with his hair. It got a little convoluted because he said, Pete's going to sign tomorrow or next week, just like Jeff McNeil right. did because he was at a Rangers game. And that's where the beard came in. So I'm less tied to the beard, even though I actually kind of like the beard. Well, and that's it, Tiki. Not only do I like the beard, there seems to be, and I understand that's our own fault because there's been a million layers to this, this thought going around that you, I, and Tommy are letting Evan out of a bet. No, we're not. The beard bet was when you, I, and... T- 
you, I, and Tommy? No, no, not at all. Tommy, you, and I. Yes. yes. When Tommy, you, and I <laughs> I'm a fat moron. decided we would find a way to get him out of the beard. Like, that is the bet. So we have found that way. Yes. So he's not getting out of it. Right. It's the pale. And I think he might actually like it and keep it. Yeah, my only thing, my biggest thing, I like this. I like the, the painting and the shaving half of it. My only thing, and if you missed it, he's trimming. And I accused him of it. He's he trimming his that. lips, dude. I know, but come that on, we wasn't got, we, part of okay, that. Okay, come on. We got to be... He has a wife. And they <laughs> yeah. sleep in the same room, even though... I think his kids still sleep in his bed. They he, sleep head to toe. He might, right. as, well, he might as well have a Either studio way, apartment. he kisses his wife. The last thing a wife wants is like scraggly, like all over Hold her on a lips. Second. Like kissing a walrus. Oh, the honey is so sexy. How many? It's exactly. How many strippers does so James Harden gotta, kiss with that beard? <laughs> don't give me a break. James Harden trims around the lips. Yes. No. If you have a beard, yeah. you have to trim around the lips. Definitely. You but have we, to. We said no trimming around the lips. Right, he oh, broke stop, that and lied. Rosie. Do you trim around the lips? I do. And as the only one with a real beard right. here. You have a proper beard. Proper beard. Lugie has that whatever crap he's got. A little 5 o'clock shadow. 5 o'clock shadow. Sean's got the, like, the whatever goatee-ish. Salt, pepper. Right. Whatever my uh, wife wants. What is that called? Chin strap? Whatever. Whatever you got. Go I think you, you got the proper beard. Yes. You shave around the lips. Yeah. You have well, to. Well, I'll trim around the lips. Yeah. Trim, that's what I yes. mean. You yeah. trim around the lips. Absolutely. Trimming then around the lips the is neck. necessary if you have a beard. Rosie loves trimming around the lips. Dino in <laughs> South Plainfield. Dino, what's up? What's up, Dino? Hey, what's up, guys? How We're you good. Doing? We're good. Uh, so, as someone that has a beer for twenty years, I do trim around the lips. So I, I thank you. That, but... Thank you, <laughs> guys. Forget about painting, man. Forget about painting. He has to shave half the head and on the opposite side half the beard. Oh, now that is. <laughs> <laughs> and then paint it blue for opening day for the Met game. Oh, the God. The side blue. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, that's really extreme. Think, I almost wonder if that becomes too distracting. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that. wow. <laughs> I mean, that's very distracting. I, by the way, I don't, did we sit on this? Wait, I, we, we can't shave the head. I know. Because you can't ask a guy to go well, half no, bowl. No, that. But we also, the head is still tied to Pete. Right. The head can't the be head touched. The head can't be touched. The head is Pete. The beard is like the addendum bet. Right. The beard is what we're tinkering with here. Yes. And by the way, I think when he goes to half, I think we should stop coloring at that point, too. I agree. Yeah. Just ha half red, the normal color. Because that becomes distracting. I want to see the normal, what a beard looks like on half of Yeah, I suggested, because I know the head thing, Mrs. Roberts, I don't think would be pleased with that. I suggested waxing half his body. Yes. The whole deal, the Brazilian, the whole thing. <laughs> that way we could get the pound of flesh. We could do a digital thing, and it'd be funny. And that way, people that are like, oh, you're letting him out of it. I think once they see that and the pain and suffering right. that everyone goes through, they'll be happy. Yeah, because he's yeah. hairy. That will be painful. Very hairy. Right. Hairy like an animal. Sonny <laughs> and Malvern. Sonny, what's up? What up, Sonny? Hey, guys. I tuned in today because Evan is off, and all you guys are talking about the last 20 minutes is Evan Roberts. <laughs> he has we a way of doing we, that. We love our partner. I know. I know, but give it a break today, guys. Please, please. <laughs> that scorekeeping dweeb. No, Evan's a, Evan, I like you. He's great um, people, anyway, man. guys, let's cut and talk back about the Giants. Listen, Tiki, you know me. I'm a big-time yep, Giants huge. fan. Big, Big-time fan of yours, of course, obviously. I read up a lot on the Giants, and I find it very hard to believe that the Giants are going to move up for a quarterback. And, and for number one reason is that they're not going to give up draft picks to move up, number one. Number two, Why? they have so many holes to fill. Yep. Number number three, I think Daniel – and Tiki will agree with me on this because I know you're yep. kind of a Daniel Jones fan. I think Daniel Jones, with all said and done, they have a good offensive line. They get a wide receiver, which I think they desperately need. 
Um, I think Daniel Jones could have a very good year. And going forward, you say, okay, what about two years from now or next year? Guess what? Every year is different. They can get a quarterback in the uh, in, uh, in free agency. Right. Sonny, so quarter, Sonny so hold on. So different. Right. Sonny, now Tiki's going to be definitely more pro you, but I just want to run a couple of these by you. At this time last year, when looking ahead to next year's draft, like if you were playing the game of the combine, you were doing this. Everybody thought Caleb Williams and Drake May 12 months ago would be the top quarterbacks here. Yeah. That did not change. Now, Jaden Daniels definitely made a big jump. That did not change. You mentioned building up the offensive line. Again, I want to root for Daniel Jones. I want him to be there. That's all good and plenty. Daniel Jones hurts his neck again and has three neck injuries in five years. Then what? Tommy DeVito. No, you know what you I mean? Like, you, you can't, and you keep saying. No, I, I, think, I, think what, I think what Sonny's saying, and I, and, I, and I kind of agree with him, and this is why I'm okay with Daniel Jones. And if things go to pot again, you, then you really make the decision. But there, there are, for, let's say you hate next year's draft class because right. it's, it's Quinn Ewers. And Shador Sanders. Shador Sanders. And I think that's basically it. Yeah, you got to see some top. of the names Some of these other guys are... I mean, I guess you can hype them up, but they're right. they're not they're not. It's Shador Sanders and Quinn Ewers from Texas. So, but as we've seen, seemingly every year, there are going to be free agent quarterbacks or quarterbacks that want out of the situations that they're in. Quality, good quarterbacks. Okay. And so, if Daniel Jones gets hurt again, there's a draft option, and then there's also free agency or quarterback acquisition via other means that happens every year in the NFL. So I think. Like, there are solutions to this, and I don't think the Giants are quite ready to quit on Daniel Jones yet. And I know, that, I know that ownership isn't. Okay, so you know ownership isn't, and that's fine, and I respect ownership's position. If they're not ready to quit on Daniel Jones yet, they put a situation where that contract is more get-outable after year two than it would be after right, year which three. which is after next year. Which is after next year. This, off of the neck injury and everything, and seeing the deepness of this quarterback class, to me... When you raff, rattle off any way, shape, or form the possibilities that Daniel Jones is always healthy from this point forward, Daniel Jones is healthy and takes that step forward to a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, I think if he's healthy, he does. Okay, but I'm saying, like, right. if you rattle right. off there, all of there, these different possibilities for the Giants quarterback position. There's a lot of lists. There's a lot to that list. To me, as much as everybody wants to minimize, you don't know, you don't know, you don't know on the quarterbacks in the draft. In reality, I think the best opportunity for the Giants to be a successful franchise over the next decade is... Finding one of, the, in my opinion, the big three quarterbacks in this draft. Hmm. If you also want Joe Shane and Brian Dable to be here long term, because I think, like Sonny just brought up, right. look at all the holes they have to fill. You can't trade draft picks. Sure, they have a lot of holes. Right. You spend all those time trying to fill all those holes, and then you whiff on a couple of those picks, and then you still don't take a quarter care quarterback. You're not going to be here. Yeah. And that yeah. that's what I'm scared of more than anything. Well, it's I, not. It's not the quarterback. I'm scared of Dable and Shane not being here yeah. long term. And and again, ultimately, I I want I not want whatever. Whatever the word is, continuity is so important. I'm tired of the changing, constant changing of the guard and the and the, and the coaching staff and the, I'm with the circumstances. And Dave's feels like a good one. He does. I know they struggled last year, but given all of the excuses, and we talked to started the show with the Knicks and the injuries, given all the excuses that are out there injury-wise, I thought, I mean, winning seven games is, I mean, six games is, I mean, it's a, it's a victory. Yeah, there were, I mean, there were points last season where it looked like they were going to win two games. Right. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, I think I told Evan I didn't think they'd win another game. Yeah. They won three games in a row with Tommy DeVito. Yeah. They had me it. saying, I think Tommy DeVito's the answer. Right. Yeah. Man, I was embarrassing. <laughs> By the way, wouldn't that be funny after all of this? 
if after next year they did roll back the Bulls and it got to Tommy DeVito again and he rattled a few more wins and we realized, you know what, he is the answer. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that like, be the sweet finally, irony? Because, by the way, Tom, he's like, cooking the Malik neighbors. At, when you look at Tommy, like on, the, like on the field with his number, he looks little, but he's right. not. He's a big kid. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> when I was at the stadium series and we kind of laughed that he was on with the mic, yeah. you saw him standing next to all these guys. Right. Like He didn't look diminutive next no. to Quentin Williams. I think it was his number. I think his number. The number 15? Yeah, it just made him look small for whatever reason. Really? See, I think single digits make you look small. No, I don't know why. Not like. Actually, that's not it true. It just made him look short. But Tommy DeVito is a big kid, man. I'm a fat moron. No, he's not a fat moron. He's a big kid. No, I'm a fat moron. Uh, yeah, the, you are. <laughs> you're right, because when I wear a single-digit number, like my Daniel Jones 8 jersey, I look fatter. Yeah. Because it's only yeah. a you see number all, on You that. see all of the, the fabric. So would somebody in good shape wearing two numbers make them look small? Yes, because especially it's the five. Like, the five is such a big, wide number. He looks smaller than he actually is. I mean, he's like 6'2", six 6'3", six like 220. Like, if you guys played with the new number rules, if Brandon Jacobs wore the number five, he'd probably look like a fat ass as a running back, even yes. though he was yes. muscular and huge. Yeah. The 27 brought it out. Or the number would be max. Yeah, because the seven is a wide number. Think about it. Like, it's a, it's, it's a cross and, and down diagonally. This... Whereas 21 was perfect for me because it was it's kind of small. Two is a tight, you know, curved number, but one is simple. This sounds like the most ridiculous conversation, <laughs> but I promise yeah. there is definitely some truth there. I think me and Tiki are in lockstep. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's like Jaden Daniels at LSU. We're watching him now on the NFL Network or whatever this is. Number five was like perfect for him. It's insane. <laughs> All right, we come back more on, on the draft and what the Giants should do here as we're looking at the combine. Plus, is Saquon Barkley's legacy being a selling point in keeping him? A lot of Knicks to start the show. We've done plenty of Giants. By the way, Tiki, I got to admit right now, I'm a scared <laughs> I'm a very scared. Why are you scared? So this is very localized. It's becoming a big story on Long Island. I don't even know if you guys are aware of this, but there is a park by me where I live called Southerns Park. Okay. okay. And yesterday morning, a high school kid walking to Babylon High School discovered hanging right there in a tree on the walk to the high school, a severed arm. What? Yep. An actual severed arm. The story grows from there, Tiki. An actual severed arm. And by the way, a picture has made the rounds, and it is as gross as you can imagine. What? Later on in the day, late yesterday, they found a severed leg. What are you talking about? And now, today, I'm getting texts right now that they have found a head. An bro. actual human head. Bro. So somebody was dismembered and hung around. Not just somebody. News 12 is now reporting on Long Island. It's body parts from both a male and a female. So what? there are body parts from two different people being found. And I'm told this park is three miles from my house. And they're, I mean, obviously they can identify who it is if they found a head, well, right? The, 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 this is very disgusting, but the arm, I guess because of the head, yeah, the arm had the fingertips cut off where the fingerprints would be. Oh, jeez. This is horrible. But I'm looking, I'm like, that is, that's too close to home. Wow. But that's terrifying. So it's a major Long Island story right now. And I boarded the train today. The helicopters yeah. hovering. They're going through the park. Uh, you know what? When I was driving in, there were helicopters. Dude, there's a lot going they, on. They were far away. I didn't. Re I yeah. couldn't tell where they were. But out on the island, bad scene. Wow. So, by the way, obviously, whoever wow. has passed. Well, condolences. You know, condolences. Yes. But it is. You don't want that. Could you imagine being a high school kid walking by and seeing that? No. Was it? What was the age of the. the? I don't know. Somebody in high school. A. It was a high school age kid. Oh, that the body was yeah, no. Yeah. The high school age kid found the arm. Oh, I got it. I that got was the it. first to find a piece, of, and then they sent yeah. everybody through this park. No, thank you. And it's like a dog. You walk your dog around the pond, and Mom, it's like we're a, moving. Yeah, 
No, not a not a good no, not a good situation. So I'm a little, little freaked out right now. I don't blame you. Yeah, weird scene going on on Long family? Island. Family, what's your family? They fine? My family? Yeah. Yeah, I mean everybody's fine. No, no, I mean like emotionally fine. Yeah, I think everybody's emotionally fine. I, I mean, what en- ends up happening in the sick world we live in is everybody takes to the internet and tries to be their own true detective. Mm. You know what I mean? So. Rather than think about this logically, like this is really disturbing. Right. I think you have everybody on these like Facebook pages, these mom and dad, who well, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. They suddenly become like these true crime right. people, which is the sad entity we live in. Right. By the way, that's scary as hell, though. Scary as hell. That just let me down. Another thing. You recommended a bunch of shows to me before we get to these calls. Yeah. I watched this show. Uh, he they called them mostly harmless. Did you see this documentary? No. It was about a hiker who I guess like starved to death and he couldn't identify him. And internet sleuths ended up finding out his identity. Man, there are some sad people. Some sad moms wow. in wow. Florida trying to find people. Internet's a weird place. That's what right. I'm telling you. You think? Luke yeah, Howard, Luke Howard looks all confused. Because I'm reading the story here. Rosie pulled it up, and it, it's crazy. About yeah. the Long Island? The Long yeah, Island yeah. Thing. It's in the Daily Mail. We're reading it. They're early. They're now starting to call them like the Babylon Butcher. Like, it's a really scary thing. I mean, right. it's multiple people. So Yes. That I only just found out. Wow. Yeah, so according to the Daily Beast, which I'm reading on, Police searched the park, found it a severed head and leg among the remains of a man and a woman. The man's remains were on the east side of the park. The woman's remains on the west side of the park. Wow. It's crazy. Crazy. So a lot of scary stuff happening out on the island. Tom in Glen Rock. Tom, you're on the fan. What's going on? Sorry for that lead-in, Tom. Yeah, jeez. Back to the Giants. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. The the Giants, um, you know, everyone says they have no talent. They have uh, Okariki, they have Dex and Thomas, that's it. Dayball and Shane, two years of drafting. They haven't gotten any above-market folks in the draft. There's, you know, this guy's with upside, but nobody who's, you know, he hasn't shown a skill in the draft at all. He said day one that they weren't going to do restructures. We get restructures. We're seventh highest in dead money, middling cap space. Point I'm trying to make. You draft a quarterback now, you end up next year with a new regime and a quarterback that didn't draft. Yeah, there's a high probability of that. Well, that, we, well, I think that's why they're not going to draft a quarterback. I don't. It doesn't make sense if you're going to. The question is, are they on the hot seat? Right. right. And, and by the way, shouldn't that be like an open conversation? And you would know better than this, better than me, between a general manager, coach, and the owner, like going into a draft. One hundred percent. Like, that's 100%. best for the organization. Because if the owner is having any doubts that, let's say, Dave's and Shane, in this case, are the guys going forward, you can't let them draft a quarterback. Now, because the only reason you would do it is to save your save your job. Right. So there, that's why I think there is certainty. That's why, like, this lobbying that I felt like Joe Shane was doing at the end of the regular season, hey, give us one more year. We still need one more year, not just – the th- their third season, but the fourth season as well. So give me two more years. Don't make me lame duck. Was it was was had because if they're actually talking about drafting a quarterback, which I don't know if they if they are, if this is smoke and mirrors, who knows at this point? Everybody lies to everybody right. at this at this at this juncture, true. right? But if that is actually something that they're thinking about, then they have to have some assurance that this is longer than just a year. So are they on the hot seat? To me, they're not. Right, and I, honestly, I don't think they deserve to be. I I agree with you, and I hope that's the case. But look, if you're Joe Shane and Brian Dable, oftentimes in the NFL, often I think it's most of the time, you're also defined 
inevitably by who's the franchise quarterback that you've selected with this team, whether it's through free agency mm-hmm. or drafting. Yes, they pay, that is that is true, and they haven't done it. They haven't done it, but some would argue they did by paying Daniel Jones. But again, I would argue they did it with kind of like a fake deal where they can get out after two years. Right. If they elect, or they let's just say they had the opportunity to trade up, and they said, you know, we have a lot of other holes, we're not. They pass on it. Daniel Jones, like we said, either gets hurt or doesn't take the next step forward. He ends up ultimately being gun-shy yep. and all of that. You know what? Then they have another bad year, and then they're not in any position anyway to take maybe the one quarterback that's available next year. And you don't get the big free agent quarterback because that doesn't exist next year. Like, you can't predict things down the line that they definitely will be there. All you could do is what's in front of you. And what's in front of them right now is a quarterback deep draft. They're picking at the top. If you do like guys and there is an opportunity to trade up, I don't know how you pass on that with the hopes and ifs and buts. To me, I think everybody just keeps focusing on what could go wrong if they trade up for a quarterback this year yeah. and not what could go wrong if they don't. Yes, and I think that's the that's that's the challenge of it. Now, I, I have to t- I take a little exception about they haven't drafted well. Oh, I agree with that, too. But Kayvon Thibodeau has been, has been great. Wando Robinson's going to be really good. He suffered, obviously, yeah. towards ACL. In his rookie season, but I think he's going to be—I think he's going to be a good player. I agree. So I don't—I don't—I mean, I, I don't know what you're looking for in a draft. So I don't Deontay know if you're Banks for is a good player. He looks like a stud corner, right? And so, like they've done, I think well. Right. It, By it, the way, Daniel Bellinger, pretty damn good tight end exactly. for where he was taken as well. Exactly. Now, I, I think that first. No, are year, there some misses? Sure. Right. And by the way, they may have screwed up Josh Azuda as a third runner because he shouldn't have been a swing tackle yep. last year. Right? They might, yeah, they of course. Have no business throwing him out there. Where Evan Neal's the big one. I think everybody looks at Evan Neal and goes, "That's why they stink at drafting." But in reality, a lot of what they're building up this foundation and this core. Okay, yeah, probably have Kayvon Thibodeau and Deontay Banks look like two guys who could mm-hmm. be stud defenders. Wanda Robinson is going to be Wanda a contributor. Robinson is a playmaker. Hyatt, even at worst, is a number three playmaker on a right. team. They have found guys. John Michael Sch- uh, Schmitz. Exactly. He's going to be a, a long-time starter. So, yeah, and I don't think there's four. Everybody keeps going, well, look, there's no talent on the team. First of all, they did make the playoffs two years ago mm-hmm. with a lot of this core intact. That's number one. Number two, you know, for all the talk about no talent, everybody keeps pointing to the extremes what-ifs. A lot of people thought the Texans didn't have a lot of talent. They yeah. hit on yeah. C.J. Stroud. By the way, Nico Collins now looks like a top-five wide receiver. Right. Why can't that be Jalen Hyatt? Right. Who is he? Like, right. Who was Nico Collins a year ago? Why can't Tank Dell and Nico Collins be Wandell Robinson and Jalen Hyatt if you got the right quarterback? That's right. And so, so much of this is on the quarterback, which yeah. all, it seems like it always comes back to the quarterback. Which is though. why I'm tired. It always comes back to is Daniel Jones that guy? And if he's not, then we got to go get someone who potentially can be that guy. And this year's draft is the better one of the next two. Next, then I have no idea what Shador Sanders is going to be like. I've of seen him play not. a little bit. I I don't I don't know. Maybe it's, a, it's right. a big maybe to me, but it feels like Caleb Williams at the very least. And even though Drake May is getting a lot of heat as of late because of his all, I mean, so much of their game is off schedule in North Carolina. But Jaden Daniels is an athlete, right? Yeah. He's 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 a mini Lamar Jackson, not the same kind of player, but he can do all those things. Well, thankfully, we're not having the ball, you can run the ball, you do all those things. I was just say, thankfully, we're not having idiots saying he should enter the draft as a wide receiver. <laughs> Instead, true. we're understanding he's a top five pick, right? That's, that's gone now. So, Tiki, let me ask you this, though. You mentioned Caleb Williams. He inevitably still could go number one overall to the Bears. Oh, he's frustrating me right now. What are your thoughts? He's for, frustrating Forget me, right? his still stupid interview thing. Right. There's this report that came out. And by the way, I don't know what to trust or not with these aggregate accounts, so I probably should have double-checked mm-hmm. this. But he's not going to allow teams to see his medicals yeah. right now? He doesn't. He, he thinks that, look, they're going to see his medicals. 
And right. Don't they like, have the legal right to? But no, but it'll likely be at the pro day. Okay. Right. But I, I it feels like he came to Indy for the combine just to like talk to people. And he's being very out there. And it's kind of annoying to me. Right. Because so one of his teammates, I forget the wide receiver out there in USC, but one of his teammates was up on the podium and he right. just like jumps in the scrum and starts asking questions. And they're covering this like, oh, that's cool. But to me, that sounds like a look at me guy. Taking away from your wide yes. your teammate. It's a look oh, at it's Jerry Rice's son. That's what we Yes, mean. yes, yes. But it's a it's like look at me. Look at me. I I'm I can stand in the scrum and Ask a question. It's like, dude, you're there to tell to tell and show GMs and head coaches, organizations that you are this consummate leader, not a clown who's just going out there to be seen. And it feels like he wants to be seen, and that's frustrating to me. Now, luckily, the Giants aren't in a position to draft him, so I don't have to like scream and yell about this well, hold on WFAN. Hold the phone, but I'm, I'm going to give you like, things like that frustrate me. Because think, of, tell me a quarterback that's behaved like that that's been any good in the NFL. I'll tell you one that wasn't. Josh Rosen It's exactly yeah. how he was. I'm I just going to answer Manziel, every question. But, yeah. I know, I know everything to say. Johnny Menzel is another perfect example. Yep. I know exact. I know the answer. I know exactly what to say. Look at me. You like me because I'm I'm fun. I'm good. I, I hang out with you. I don't want my quarterback like that. I want my quarterback to be dead ass serious about winning. Period. All right, so there's been a lot not to like about Caleb Williams while everybody assumes, and Mike Florio is basically acting like the guy's agent right now on Twitter, <laughs> pumping him up. There's been a lot of guys in the NFL who fall for various reasons, mm-hmm. okay? Eli Apple, by the way, was one of those guys because, you know, he had mom issues. He's too tight to mom. <laughs> um, but that was a report. People forget I that know, was a report. I do, I and do. basically ended up being true. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, okay. He didn't fall, though. He didn't fall. Here's my fear. I keep going back to the Eli Apple draft Mm -hmm. and the idea that the Giants only look for the perfect kind of person. That was the draft in the night that Laramie Tunsil fell Uh, because of the gas mask video. And Laramie Tunsil falling caused this whole chaotic draft scene where the Giants were basically caught. That was the end of Jerry Reese. Yep. Uh, Okay, I guess we'll take Eli Apple because everybody kept getting moved up a peg. Right. And the draft didn't fall where they went. Just take the kid. And they could have taken Laramie Tunsil and they didn't because he had weed getting smoked in a gas mask. I say that because it was it was illegal then, so I get it. But what kid in college? I know. In what year was that? Two thousand and forgot what year. Eighteen, seventeen. Was no, early that. Earlier than 15, that. 16? 15? He's been around that. But he long. was on the 2016 team that made the oh, playoffs. Oh yeah, so fifteen, whatever. It get, what it doesn't matter. You go back to two thousand ten. What kid had not smoked a joint? I agree. Right. So but it's stupid. Come on. And a lot of people judging them. But I say that because. Look, there's been a lot of smoke about J.J. McCarthy from Michigan flying up the board. We talked about J- Drake May and Jane Daniels. There is enough not to like about Caleb Williams besides his actual play on the field. This stupid action, the non-medicals, where if we got to draft night and the Chicago Bears either shocked everybody, took a different quarterback, not named Caleb Caleb uh, Williams. Williams, or didn't move Justin Fields yet and decided, you know, we're either going to trade out, somebody else trades up, they take May or Daniels. And the slide happens for Caleb Williams. Let's just say this weird because people get scared off. And the Giants get to six and Caleb Williams is sitting there. Do you make the same Laramie Tunsil mistake and not take him even though he was like a Hmm. unanimous number one pick? Or do you have to take him? (laughs) I I mean... Knowing everything we know about the Giant quarterback situation, I would take him. I I mean, yes, I guess. I feel less bad about busting about it. I would scream about it. I would be upset about it. It would not be ideal for me. I get why they would do it, but... But they'd have to, right? They, it would be a bad Monday or Friday show. 
Because the last thing they can have happen. Are we even on that Friday? That Friday after the draft yes. or after the first round? Yeah, we're All on. Right, good. We're on. Yeah, we are. We won't be on during the draft because the Yankees have to play the Oakland A's that night. Mm. But the that's, day after the draft. That's good timing. Yeah. Nowhere you'd rather be during NFL draft night than Thanks. Rob Yankees. Manfred Thanks. again. Thanks, Yankees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, honestly, good night to watch the draft. The Yankees will win that game 10-1 anyway, Great. and we're off and flying. Jim in Morristown. Jim, you're on the fan. What up, Jim? Hey, guys. Thanks a lot for taking my call. Um, just really quick on the Giants and the, and the draft situation and the Daniel Jones. I'm in the small minority that I still believe in Daniel Jones. I still believe that the team around him has been trash for years. Mm-hmm. The offensive line. The way, I mean, who's Daniel Jones' best wide receiver he's ever had? Is it Darius Slayton? Um, who I, who he, I like. Uh, it was actually Golden Tate is year one, but yes. <laughs> yeah. That okay, doesn't say much. <laughs> right. But that, you're right. That but that, but that, that's it. That, that it's it. So the guy needs some protection and some weapons to see what he actually is. But in terms of Caleb Williams, Personally, and, and I'm not obviously a football analyst like you guys are, and I would not touch that guy with a 10-foot pole. He has bust written all over to me. Yeah. I mean, he looks like Kyler Murray 2.0 to me. Well, I wouldn't go near him if he was like, – I, I said to Loogie I, in yeah. the third round. That might be exaggerating, but I don't want <laughs> Well, he has so much hype because of the – one, the school, because he, he was at Oklahoma, which was perennially – in the college football playoff when Lincoln Riley was there. Well, and Lincoln Riley continued to churn out first overall picks. Right, and then, exactly. And then Lincoln Riley goes to USC, which is another big-time, at least in-name program, and he goes out there and he plays relatively well. And so he fits the, 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 I don't know, the the narrative about what you want as a top quarterback. But I don't, I I don't know. I just, he he just, some little things annoy me. Now, it could be nothing, but... I hate those warning signs. And if I'm taking a guy number one overall, or in this case with the Giants, number six, I don't want any warning signs. I w- and, and honestly, it feels like the safe pick. You take the safe pick, and we took a safe pick with Daniel Jones because he he is, he was at that point. Yeah. Right? Good athlete, big, strong, obviously very smart. Felt like the safe pick. I just I hope it works out. I, so I do, too, and I'm glad you brought that up with the safe pick idea. And this is where I'm trying to get away from my ways because mm. I have been with you in lockstep, Tiki. And I do believe this about Caleb Williams. I, I agree with everything you're saying. There's enough warning signs. Let him be somebody else's problem. If he ends up being awesome, fine. Right. However, I, as a New York Giant fan, am done with the safe thing. <laughs> I'm done with it because I think the motto for New York Giant draft football is take the guy with the highest floor and don't maybe not necessarily the highest ceiling because you're scared of X, Y, and Z happening. Because you know what ends up happening? You end up not getting the best players right. that way. Right. And I, you know what? I could deal with a guy being really cringe when he talks to teammates uh, in interviews, right. painting his fingernails before a game, <laughs> crying in his mother's arms because he lost to Colorado. If you can go win me 13 games in a year, I'm down for that. I am tired of the safe bet with the Giants. Well, I, look, I don't disagree with you. Like, at some point, it's like, all right, let's just be aggressive. There are tons of just studs, like these dudes who come into the league, and it's not even a question that they're going to be great. Right. It's it. The, I guess Kayvon is, is that to an extent. But wait, last year, right. Jalen Carter was that guy. Yeah. He fell, and guess who took him? The freaking Eagles, That's and right. they're going to reap the benefits That's of That's right. That's right. And so... 
like the Giants have have been reluctant to do that because I think the Giants have finally, and I actually love this, have started drafting character guys again. Right. Right. It matters. It means something to them. It, it was always the talking point, always the narrative around my era, the ni- late 90s, early 2000s era of drafting with the New York Giants. Like character mattered. Right. Because it, it, it just kind of guaranteed that you weren't going to be a problem child off the field or in the locker room that would cause it. a disruption. Now, with that being said, like you see some of these guys that have these like behavior issues, you want to let's call it that, that end up being great. Uh, right. By the way, another and they're guy fine, like that? They're fine in the NFL. They're fine in the locker room. Teams love them. Why? Because they're ballers. Another guy like that, the Giants might have been scared of was Micah Parsons. He yeah. had those rumors about whatever was right. going on at Penn State. Well, he didn't play, right? It wasn't only that. There was COVID like, season. He didn't. He sat out. Right? Was that it? I can't remember what was. So going. it it wasn't just that. And you can look this up. We didn't. We never found out exactly what happened. But there was like bad hazing stuff at Penn State that Micah Parsons was supposedly at the center right, of that right, teams right, were scared right, right, off right, by. Right. Um. Because we passed on Micah Parsons. Exactly. And guess who doesn't pass on troubled people? The Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. and they've now reaped the benefit of it. So I'm not telling you that's what you should have your idea. My point is, if there's warning signs about guys, I get it. But if they could play and they're at an enormous position like quarterback, I'm tired of taking the safe route. So as a Giants fan myself, I would love to have Caleb Williams. Now I'm a bigger Caleb Williams fan than a lot of people are. I just think he's the best player in the draft. So yeah. and if you have a chance to get that at that position, I would do it. Well, let's ask somebody who uh, is a USC fan. Charlie, Oyster Bay. What's up, Charlie? Hey, guys. Thank you for taking the call. I'm on the Long Island Expressway, so I'm quite angry. And Caleb Williams, is is USC has never had – of quarterback of any caliber that is Mark Sanchez. This Caleb is, is worse than he is. Huh. USC is your wide receivers, linemen. Car- uh, yeah. Carson uh, Palmer uh, was pretty good. Anybody, but I, I, I've got to hang up and I'll listen to you, but right. I, I'm on the well, I mean, like was, Yeah, I know you're, I know Bye-bye. Sean was just talking about that earlier. Appreciate your call, Charlie. Good luck with the traffic out there. I don't know if it's related to what well, that's, Sean was yeah, that's a about. typical LIE Friday. <laughs> right, but it could just be typical LIE You're Friday. Right. Um, there have been a couple. Uh, there have been a couple. Carson Palmer was very, very good. Yeah, if he doesn't get that knee injury in Cincinnati, one hundred percent, he could have been a freaking Hall of Fame. Look what he did with Arizona. And then he goes to Arizona, yeah. and he's fantastic. Uh, again, part of that's coaching because Bruce Arians was out there with him, and, and things worked well with the same mentality, right? No risk it, no biscuit type thing. Matt Leinard was good in college. But he didn't. It didn't translate. So I mean, Sam, uh, Mark Sanchez. I just think he didn't play enough in college. So he came in the league, and it, it was he was good when it was running the football heavy, and he could play action pass, all that stuff. But he never was great. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold was very good at USC. Obviously, we we don't know don't, yet here in the pros, but probably not going to be good. I right. don't buy this. I, I've heard this argument forever with right. comparing past college. Well, forget it. Way, Ohio State, State this, quarterback Stroud just broke. That was it. exactly what I was getting ready to yeah, say. Well, yeah. And by the way, we heard this for a long time with LSU quarterbacks, right. uh, Marcus Russell, then but, Joe Burrow. But I think it's less the school. So we have to stop labeling the school because the schools have changed coaches. It's the system. It's it's the system because the Urban Meyer system was like it was it was simple and antiquated for the NFL. It worked in college, but think of what he did with Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. It was terrible. It was it was it was miserably bad. But Ryan Day comes to Ohio State. It's more of a pro-style offense. And who's the first quarterback to come out of there that's really good? Guess what? 
Yeah. Right? And people knocked him last year before the draft, too. I know. CJ Stroud. Right. Remember that. You're right. But it's it's what you do in college and how does it translate. I think more of what, what CJ Stroud did at Ohio State translates now than what Ohio State quarterbacks in previous right. years had to deal with. And the same thing is with USC because Lincoln Riley wasn't the coach there until a couple of years ago. So it's 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 changing. You can't use the school narrative because they have new coaches who are doing different things, better things. So to tie in something we did yesterday into today. Yesterday, Evan brought up realignment in baseball, yep. Yankees, Mets, same division, and Tiki brought up the business side of that at Sports Talk Radio. If Caleb Williams is the Giants' starting quarterback and Tommy DeVito is the backup, I'm here for it. I could finally buy that house on Long Island. <laughs> that is tailor-made sports talk radio business. You have Caleb Williams, the top prospect, cries all the time, and there's Tommy DeVito who didn't get his chance as the backup quarterback. I that think is, DeVito might be the answer. Bingo. That is perfect. <laughs> perfect. So I'm here for it because I think Caleb Williams could play, by the and way, I'm here for it from the business. By the way, all that conversation we had yesterday where Evan was anti-radical like radical realignment. Yeah. Go listen to his Rico Bronya. Just go listen. Oh, no. Just gone. Did he pivot? Four, team, four divisions, eight teams each. So he'd be okay with it? Yes. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> what? Whoa. Yes. That's getting called on Monday. Are you? And was that taped before yesterday? I do not know. I Uh-oh. do not well, know. Well, it had to have been because he came right to, we went right to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Rico Brodna Podcast. He shot him, but you know what? He laid out this this amazing, like he said he didn't like it, but he laid out the plan, and it's actually really interesting. So if I had to predict, you said he was going eight team divisions, like four eight, or four eight team divisions. That'll be his argument. He'll say, "Well, it's okay if it's eight teams in a division; it's only four. It mm. can't be four team divisions with the Yankees and Mets." Yeah. So I just talked to Pete Hoffman, the producer of the Rico Bronya. Yeah. This was recorded last year. Last put year? Out, last year, he told me. And so, he, so why was he so against it when we talked about it yesterday? Exactly. He changed I'm not his a mind man. in a year? Is he, was he also timing-wise unaware that this was dropping the same time we were doing this? I can't speak to that. Hoff's like you know, half asleep out there, so I'll ask him again. <laughs> but maybe he's, He works very hard. He's doing the overnight. But he told me it was recorded last year. Wow. And maybe Evan said, hey, we just discussed this, put it out. But he flip-flops, so why the hell would Evan yeah, want that out Because he's Because he loves politics. So, <laughs> by the way, I know it Ev- is an election year. Evan, an works, election year. Evan works really hard on the RICO. Right. The fact that he's putting run stuff to in the, the center in an election year. A year ago? I mean, you got to run to the the edges on election years. Yeah. So. Jeez. All right. So good fatigue. You listen to that. We now have something to call Evan out on. <laughs> Tony in Deer Park. Tony, what's up? What's up, Tony? What's up, fellas? Uh, all right. If I'm GM of any team, the first thing I, I look for is a guy that doesn't go in the stands and cries in his mother's arms. <laughs> I could see the headlines now. The big blue baby. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. The big, the, the big blue bonnet. Yeah. What I see when I see him on TV now and all the you know, all the things that you're hearing now, he's asking for what he's doing. All I see now is a bonnet on him. Yeah. And, and like well, a you know, it's, well, you know what it's sounding like, Tony? And I don't want to throw the baby bonnet on a thing, but it's sounding like he's high maintenance. Yeah. And I don't want that. But I hold knew you on. That ain't going to last. Now, Tony, let me, work. let me just ask you about this. High maintenance. Are you a Tommy DeVito guy? Tommy's no. not high maintenance. What are you talking about? But here's no, what I'm and saying. I'm Italian, but he's not—he's not good, or he's not ready. All right, yeah, all right. I, so, I think it's more the latter. I think he's not ready. It's not that he's I, high I, maintenance. I, I think he can be good. Tommy DeVito's not high maintenance. That's not what I was going to say. Talking about if he wants to call my mama's boy, the guy gets his bed made and everything else. <laughs> I'd much rather you be crying because you're upset you lost. <laughs> no, that was—I mean, look, he just—he came out of college. He didn't. He barely had a job. 
right? And so I'm not faulting it for him. How many, how many 22, four, three, four year olds are sleeping in their mom and dad's house right now? Because it's way, hard to find a job. A lot. And now you're doing it. Now you're going into the hardest, one of the hardest professions to find a job, quarterback in the NFL. And you didn't play in a marquee program? You were at Syracuse and Illinois? Dude, of course he's going to live in his mom's basement. I want to make this clear. his childhood room or whatever it is. If I'm not stressing this, that's on me. I'm fine with that Tommy DeVito did. I found the whole thing funny. What I'm not fine with is bashing Caleb Williams for crying in his mom's arms as a Giant fan if you didn't have a problem with DeVito. Yeah, but it's it's all the other stuff on top. That's that's what Tony True, but that's what he brought up. I know, but he he brings that up because in New York, it's going to be the headline. Yeah, but don't worry about that. Like a win game. I know. It's a one-day story, but and, still. And it, by the way, him crying. Net, jet, jet fans will be making fun of us for, like, months. Good. They're, months. Jet, they're jet fans. I, I'm just telling hey. you. Months. I mean, they got plenty to make fun of. Fair. Look at a mirror. You know what I mean? And by the way, your mother making your big ZD is not the same thing as crying in her arms at 22, 23. Right. Now, Tiki, I don't know how you feel about crying. I'm a crier. I like mm. a good weep in a mirror. Okay? <laughs> And if you're crying after a football game, it tells me you cared that much about winning. It's not like he cried. You know what I mean? Like he cares about winning. Right. I remember I had on the field passes 2011 wild card game Giants-Falcons. The only playoff game ever at MetLife Stadium. Pre-game, I'm watching Brandon Jacobs and Bradshaw have like a catch. And there's some song playing. And Ahmad Bradshaw is so welled up with emotion, he starts full-on bawling, crying. Is that right? Never, I was with my buddy Kyle. Wow. We looked at each other and went, is this a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> is he ready? <laughs> is he ready? Brad Jordan's up being a star in that right. postseason. He wins the second ring. And I walked this was This was before the game? Before the 2011 wow. Walker game. Eyes gushed up with tears. Like, he was so emotionally ready. And I said to myself after, I go, I'm never going to criticize a player for crying right. again. All right. He cried before the game. Wow. Good for so, him. There you go. I like Amon a lot. He's I a love good him. Dude. Scott and Hamilton. Scott, what's up? What's going on, guys? We're good, man. Hey, you know, Sean and Tiki show kind of sounds a nice little ring to it. Got some giants in here, right? That's what you like. Oh, well, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Tiki. <laughs> and, you know, Sean, Sean basically, everything I wanted to say, Sean said it before when he was talking about all the Giants draft picks. Yeah. And even with, with Neil, he's not playing in his natural position. I think that definitely has something to do with his lack of play. Right. Or, you know, that he's, his struggle's going on. Right, he's a left tackle. So it's different. It, yeah, I mean, he did play right you tackle know, for a year in Babylon. Yeah. He did both. He could, but... But, but exactly. the college football is different. Thomas is there. You know, Thomas is... So there's nothing that can be done on that. But Shane has not done a bad job with his draft picks at all. I don't think he I'm has not, either. I actually think he's done well with his draft picks. I think he's done pretty well in free agency, too. Like, yeah, I mean, first of all, Bobby O'Carrick. They yeah. called him Okariki before. Right. Okarike. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that might have been one of the best top five free agent signings for any team last year. I 100% agree because he's, he's, he became an immediate leader. And the year before, they did nothing but Glowinski on a very low cost. Right. And I can't, what am I going to kill him for that? That's all they no. had the money to move with. Exactly. They're, so bar- they're bargain basement shopping. And they traded for Waller last year. Right. I, I don't know where they've gone wrong. The Tyrod really. Taylor signing, I thought that was a good yeah. one. Even if he, you know, was compromised health wise, you know, last season. He's loved in the locker room. They love him in the locker right. room. Right. Like, he's the perfect guy to have as your Which is why Shane, other quarterback. Shane seemed to be open to him coming back now. That's exactly right. Now, does he want to? Somebody else going to value him more? We'll see. Maybe. You can't, and like, I could see can't him being frustrated. You can't overpay him. Right. Right. But now, Tyrod Taylor, that's the bigger issue. Is he going to be frustrated by, like, potentially being passed over again? 
And that's a real concern if I'm Tyrod Taylor. And it's interesting you say that because earlier in the week when Joe Shane spoke, he did say that signing another quarterback like a Tyrod Taylor would not prohibit them from also drafting one, which yeah. makes sense because you have to plug that quarterback hole no matter what. And right. if the chips don't fall your way in the draft, however, if you're Tyrod Taylor, knowing you just went through what you went through with DeVito played over you after you got hurt, mm-hmm. do you want to be in a situation where now they've drafted a quarterback, the guy they played over you last year is still, still there, there, and Daniel Jones? Right. That may not be appealing to him. It's just not ideal for him. Like His path towards playing, even as a backup, is clouded. Because in that spot, in theory, DeVito goes to the practice squad if he doesn't go clean. And you have to carry three quarterbacks. Which, by the way, if they draft a quarterback, don't be shocked. They're going to carry three quarterbacks this year. It's going to be one less roster spot. All right, Tom and Ronnie and Tom's River. What's up, Ronnie? What's up, boys? How's everyone doing today? We're good, good. Ronnie. What's up? Um, So I'm actually going against the grain with you guys and not drafting a quarterback. Uh, no, I'm with you, guys, Ronnie. They, I'm with you, bro. I don't want to draft a quarterback. This guy wants to I want to draft a quarterback. Yeah, so I just think that where the Giants are, they have so many holes everywhere. They can just get the best available player. If you look at the, the last couple drafts, the, the, the teams who just draft the best available player, make, make they make an impact instantly. Right. Like, And there's really no, um, the, you know, discussion about that. It's I mean, Ronnie, phenomenal. you make a great point. Drafting for need when you have a $40 million a year quarterback sounds kind of asinine. Just just put every, take everything we that you know out, out of the equation and just say what we just said. I just said, you're drafting for need. I need a quarterback, and you have a $40 million quarterback. That How dumb does that sound? It, I mean, just, like, just, just stating it that way without all the parties, yes, it does, it does sound dumb. But I think what's also dumb is – Creating another problem by not acknowledging the first problem. I mean, I'm trying to and think. again, it's not ability, Tiki. Yeah. It's, we cannot deny the injury situation now. I'm trying to think if that last year, what Ronnie was talking about, C.J. Stroud, best available at two. Will Anderson, best available at three. Offensive and defensive rookies of the year, Remember, by the way. They traded up for Will Anderson. Right, but still, they traded up and they drafted the best player. So they went and got the best two players that were right. left. Anthony Richardson... Probably not at, for the Colts at four. Probably not the best player available. They drafted for need. Didn't really work out. He got hurt. Seattle, Devin Witherspoon. Uh, fantastic. Made the Pro Bowl last year. And was he all pro also? I don't know. Uh, I, I think he might have been all, all pro as well. Uh, best available player. That worked out. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones. Jameer Gibbs, Detroit at 12. A running back. Just the best available player. Now, that was probably... By a lot design. of people didn't think he was the it best. It was by player. design, I think. But if you ever watched him in college, he was he was the difference maker. Van Ness from Green Bay Packers, best available player. I mean, he is is a good point. Like when you just draft the best guy, that guy goes in in Bijan Robinson, another running back. I mean, he was fantastic That's last year. You're in no man's land because if you keep drafting the best available player, you think you'd have a good team, right. but without a quarterback, right. And it that's and that's and that was Atlanta's problem. Yep, which is why Bingo. we're starting to get some uh, some Kirk momentum. That Kirk Cousins is heading to Atlanta. We and if you're Kirk Cousins and you have all of that talent, because they got nothing but first rounders on offense, yeah, including on the offensive line, that might be his best landing spot. And a competent head coach, right? Probably put in place them using those weapons. No doubt. We can discuss more of that. Plus, go down a little rabbit hole with Tiki on ridiculous things said at the combine. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. T Mobile.com.